Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Toscano here with the A. Sherrod Blakely, live from the TD Garden after the Celtics' 113-103 win over the offensive-minded Atlanta Hawks, which I thought the Celtics did a pretty good, damn good job tonight of preventing them from going off as they have uh, uh, of late. Um, just a good all-around game from Boston on the offensive end, on the defensive end. Obviously... That second half run that the opponent is so fond of making did occur. But the Celtics led from start to finish in this one, Sherrod. And, you know, it started in that first half there with, you know, behind Jason Tatum, who once again uh, goes above uh, 30 points tonight, finishes with 34 points on 11 of 25 from the field. Um, Just a great game from him. Jalen Brown doing his thing, dunking on people's heads as he usually, uh, as he's been known to do. And then Derek White with a, with a, Solid uh, all-around performance, and, and they've got some some unfamiliar faces contributing tonight. So, just take us through um, what you saw tonight at the Garden. Well, I mean, the biggest thing was you know Tatum established the tone. Jalen Brown was consistent. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we saw the good Jalen, not only in terms of dunking on folks, but just really having an impact out there. And as you alluded to earlier, Jimmy, the unknown guys, the X factors. That, you know, yeah. we we know about what Sam Hauser can do off that bench, but this was the first time we got a chance to see Kata really do his thing. And again, around the rim, he's very active. I was pleasantly surprised at how active he was offensively around the rim. He really did, I thought, did a good job of fighting for for second and third shot opportunities. I thought the Celtics really made a point of looking for him uh, more than I thought they would. And his overall impact both ends of the floor was really impressive. And, you know, you got to talk about Banton getting a start. Uh, You know, again, I I thought his role for the most part was just basically to stay out of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's way and make sure that you don't get your ass beat defensively. And I thought he did a good job of that, but there were some opportunities for him to get some easy buckets. And to his credit, he made sure that he was constantly in motion, waiting for those opportunities. And Tatum Brown, those guys, did a good job of finding him for some easy baskets. And overall, this was a very workmanlike effort for the Celtics. This by no means was one of their best games of the year or even this month, but it was good enough to get the win. They never really gave the Hawks any type of realistic hope that they could win this thing. And that's what you want to do on nights like this when you're down not one but two of your regular starters. A lot of Keta love in the in the chat, Sherrod, early on. And I know, you know, we, we've been on this show saying, you know, well, Keta obviously was was hurt to, to, you know, start a good chunk of this season. But whether it's Keta, whether it's Banton, uh, you know, a couple of these players that, that haven't really gotten the playing time. And now that with some injuries to Porzingis, Holiday, these guys are, they, they, you know, the Knicks are, are – are hitting them a little bit here. 
um, you've got a situation where opportunity is now uh, arose for some of these guys. And I thought Keda, he came in there and you, and you touched upon it already, just being physical, just going up for that second chance opportunity, the offensive rebounds. I mean, these, these guys, I don't have the, let's see, what was the O boards tonight? I can pull it up right here. Offensive rebounds, 18 offensive rebounds for the Celtics tonight. So uh, that's a big, big number um, and contributing to the 58 total rebounds. And that's guys like Keda who had 10 rebounds. Um, you talked about Banton getting the start um, for them, uh, you know, five rebounds uh, out of him. And then Tatum and Brown still doing it uh, on, um, you know, all three facets, all both facets of the game. And then old reliable Al Horford, Sherrod, 15 rebounds. I haven't, I, I got to get Ahmed on the scene to see uh, the last time that he ripped down 15 boards. You're muted, so. Um. It has been a minute since Al got you 15 boards. I'm not sure we've had weeks <laughs> Where Al got you 15 rebounds, know, and he was he was so he was aggressive, he was active, he was locked in, and you know again this Atlanta Hawks team they're not the biggest most physical team out there, uh, and the Celtics to their credit they took advantage of that. You know they they had so many guys that were active around the glass. They were for the game. They were plus 15 on the boards, and when you out rebound a team like that, uh, more times than not you're going to win. And you you know you shoot mid to high 40s most of the game. Uh, this was a good win for the Celtics because, again, as we pointed out earlier, down two starters, uh, which most teams when you're down two starters, you're probably not going to beat another team in the league by double digits. And this league could have been significantly more than that. I thought there were some stretches where the Celtics kind of eased up a little bit, took their foot off the gas. But for the most part, this was a very good quality win for the Celtics uh, that they should feel good about because, again, you made it through the game. Your core guys played well. Your bench as a group. Not just one or two guys, but damn near everyone they brought in off the bench had a really solid contribution to this game, including Lemon Square himself, Luke Cornett. He had some good moments, too. Uh, wow, you went there. About Luke. You went there. Well, you, you, I did. I did. You, but Tatum was better tonight. I was going to say, you probably will forget about Luke tonight more so than other nights, believe it or not, because of, of you know, the the Keta uh, welcome, welcome party, I guess you could call it. And... This is a position of need for this Celtics team. You know, it, it's size has been a has been a I don't know. Some people might call it a concern, but they got rid of Rob Williams, and you know, with that, they're undersized in that in that five position down there under the basket. And Keta comes in and just gives his physicality, shows that he's an NBA caliber player, a guy that can come in off the bench and give you ten minutes of physicality. You know, bruise in there. You know, be the guy that, you know, shoves somebody out of the way for a, for a board. You know what? Pick up a foul or two. Whatever it is, contribute in some capacity. And I thought that's exactly what he gave them uh, tonight. You know, the points are a bonus. He, he gave you seven points on top of the ten boards, uh, three of eight from the field. And, um, you know, he was a plus five. This is a guy that I think he was – was he G League, like, first team last year? Um, you know, great player in the G League. Hasn't had the NBA experience yet and, and is a relative unknown. And so – you might catch a little bit of lightning in a bottle here. And sometimes that's all it takes is, is, is an injury to allow a player who's been sort of uh, waiting in the wing. And I'm not saying, listen, he's not going to be the next person. He's not nothing, nothing close to him. They, they, they're complete opposites, but he can provide something to help you get, you know, to help you progress in that. Uh, rel I would say probably more of a weaker part of their, their game. Absolutely. And, you know, this is a guy that's only played like 15, 16 NBA games, so he doesn't have this wide, you know, body of work. 
But he's one of those young guys that opportunity, I think, is going to be his best ability at this point. And to his credit, this was the first real opportunity he had to play decent minutes. And he was out yep. there for, what, 15, 16 minutes and got you damn near double-double. Uh, and, and when you can have a guy that can come in and give you that type of impact, at, as you mentioned, Jimmy, a, a position of need, uh, it's, it's really important. And the thing that I like about him and Luke, is that they're two very different kind of players. You know, Luke is a little bit more finesse, able to a better, much better score, I think, than Kate. Right, a little more Kata polished, Kata I guess you could say, around the yeah, room. Yeah, Kate is Kata sort of just going up there recklessly a little bit, yeah. Exactly. Kate gives you a little bit more physicality, and I think can probably play a little bit more above the rim. Uh, not quite Rob Williams above the rim, but certainly no. in, on that spectrum, if you will. Uh, and, and again, having guys that can do multiple things, depending on who you're playing, I think for the Celtics, this was great for them to see what Kakeda do when he had advantages to, to his benefit. And again, he was very active. You know, you, you look at his rebounding, and, you know, the thing that I love was just the activity. I love the fact that when a ball went up, even if he didn't get the rebound, you saw him reaching for it. You saw him getting a fingertip on it. Little things like that may not necessarily right. show up in a stat sheet, but when you're sitting down and you're watching a video of this game, and you're the Boston Celtics, and you're looking at guys that you're – on defense about whether they're going to play, whether they're not going to play. It's those little things, those hustle plays, those 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 stats that aren't stats, but in the eyes, they, they, they're definitely part of the eye test when you're trying to decide who's going to play and who's not. Uh, Katie did a good job of asserting himself with the minutes he got tonight. Should Luke be nervous? Hell yeah, Luke should be nervous. Even if Katie didn't play, Luke should be nervous. Uh, let me square Luke. You don't, want to be, be nervous. you don't want to be nervous. You want to be confident. Okay? No, I mean, and, I, and again, this is just one game. I mean, this is just one right. game. So you, you don't want to go overboard with, you know, Kata Mania. But right, right. there's no denying there are certain things that he did tonight that you know are part of what he's about and why he's on his team. And if you start looking down the road at when you're playing a Philadelphia, for example, would Kata be a better matchup to play against a guy like yeah. Joel Embiid than Luke? Uh, and again, Luke's not going to shut him down, and neither is Kata. But Kata Damps is going to be more physical with him. And you don't know how that physicality is going to deal with a guy like Embiid. So I think Kata, more than anything else, his play tonight justified why he's on the roster. He showed yeah. the things that if you're a Celtics fan, if you're a Celtics coaching staff, the things that you want to see him do in an actual game and not just, you know, playing for the main, you know, Celtics, uh, right. you know, G League basketball, which, again, he's he's already shown that he can dominate and play at that level. But guess what? That's not what they're paying you for. They don't need you to be a G League all-star. They need you to be an NBA potential rotation guy. Exactly. Some guy that can help off the bench. We've talked about the bench being a problem for this team. But as of late, they're starting to see some more production. We talked about Keta. You know, Pritchard's been hot and cold. But Hauser, once again tonight, trading those three shot in the, late in the game here. He, he Talk about confidence this guy i don't think i've seen him uh more confidence in the league hauser has been really really good uh and i, I thought what he did tonight and again he, he, as much as people like to, to, to jump on joe Missoula for coaching decisions and non-decisions the decision to keep sam coming off the bench was just an absolute stroke of genius because right. sam with the guys that they're missing is much more valuable as a sub coming off the bench than as a starter. And I, I give Joe, I give him credit for not forcing that issue because typically when one of their guards has been out, you just throw Sam out there, but they went with, with, you know, they went with Banton and Banton. I thought did a good job when he was out there. Uh, didn't try to force anything. Didn't seem 
awkward, uncomfortable out there. He just played the role that he needed to play, and that is be a solid defender, keep the ball moving on offense, and if you got a chance at a layup, take it. If you got a wide open three, take that. And he did that. He had one open three that Tatum set up, and he missed it. But you're okay with that shot because it was wide the hell open. You didn't feel as though he was trying to be something that he's not. Uh, he understands his role in this team. He knows he's got to get in there and contribute in whatever area they need him to. And tonight, I thought it was defense. He was one of the guys that was spending time on, you know, DeJounte Murray, who was freaking two for 12. His only two made baskets came in the final 448 of the game. So he was a non-scoring factor for the entire night up until the last, you know, five minutes of the game. And again, when you have a guy that's buried on your bench who can come in and help you in a particular area that you need that night because – when you don't have Drew Holiday, that's a huge hole in what you do defensively. You need guys like, you know, Banton to come in there and give you a little something at that end of the floor. Yeah, we talked about Keta. What about Banton? I mean, you just mentioned him, obviously, but I mean, this is a guy that that gets the starting nod tonight. Might might see that happen a little bit more often, depending on the severity and some of these injuries. Is he somebody that <clears throat> we can expect to to see those minutes start to tick up here on this team and really contribute, or, or what, what did you see there? No, I don't think so. I, I can't shake what Nick Nurse, who had him in Toronto, said that he can be really impressive mm-hmm. and he could be, you know, he struggles. Kind of and basically that was Nick Nurse's very politically correct way of saying he can be amazingly awesome some nights and complete trash the other. That was right. what Nick Nurse was really trying to say. And we saw the good Banton tonight. We, we saw him yep. play within himself not try to do too much but make sure he had an impact and, and made an impression on that coaching staff uh this was a good game for him um I, and again it's not just the fact that he was three for five at eight points five rebounds had an assist it was the fact that he played under control and i can't you know help but you look at the stat sheet and not look so much at what he did but what the guy that he spent a decent amount of time defending did Dejounte murray was a non-factor and this is a guy that you know not that long ago was a borderline all-star in, in this league. So, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he really did a good job with him. Jalen got some of that too, uh, get some of that, that blame pie for, for DeJounte's rough night. But, but again, when you are a guy like Benton and you know that your minutes, the only reason you're balling out tonight is because two guys are down. You got you have to make the most of that moment. And I thought he did a great job of that. Yeah. And and like like you had said, I mean, being able to limit them on the defensive end, you know, talking about Murray or, or, or um, even Capella was – you know, not he's not an offensive guy, but Sadiq Bay, another quiet night for him. Hawks did get production in, and they are a team that they're not they're not looking to dominate down low, anyways. They're a team that shoots threes. They try to score as early as often as they possibly can. They took 53 threes tonight. Um, and they hit, they still hit a good chunk of them. What did they end up with? Um Hawks went 19 of 53. So, I mean, that's Celtics hit 13 threes tonight and still ended up winning this game by double digits. So it goes to show you how the Celtics are just finding other ways to, uh, you know, get buckets and, and get defensive stops on the other end. You know, if you if they're only if the Hawks are really going to get the majority of their points in the three point line, then they're playing solid interior defense. And that's the guys like Keta, that's guys like Ben that we, that we mentioned that are stepping into these uh, to these roles here and contributing, uh, not not necessarily racking up the points, but preventing points on the other end, you know. Right, and, and you know, this is a, for, for right for Banton. This was a perfect team, really, for him to be out there against. Because you look at this Hawks lineup, and they start a lot of perimeter wing guys. I mean, basically, Capella is the only non-wing right. that they have on the floor when they start. And so the Celtics counted with yeah. having a team full of wings, with you know Al Horford the only non-wing, and, and so it was wings versus wings. And the Celtics, you know, with, with no disrespect to Atlanta, but the Celtics are deeper. 
uh, at that wing position than Atlanta yeah. was. And, and they showed that. You know, Tatum got pretty much whatever he wanted. Jalen Brown was able to get out in transition uh, whenever he wanted to. And Derek White was, again, a problem, finding guys in, in great position to score while also, you know, getting his points. And as you mentioned earlier, Sam Howells would come in there and just target practice for him, just bang, 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 uh, doing what he does well. And so this, uh, you know, the, again, I, and I touched on it a little bit earlier, but Joe Mazzulli did it was simply did not make this more complicated than it needed to be. You're looking at the scouting report. You see that they start four wings and a big. So what do you do? You start four wings and a big, knowing that your four wings are better than theirs. And this, I, I think that's the one thing Joe Mazzulli has to, I think, really become more comfortable with doing. And that's keeping it simple when you when you don't need to complicate things. This was a game where, you know, he could have easily gone with like a Lamar Stevens, for example, in the starting lineup instead of, you know, Delano. And I think that would have been a mistake. And you know how much I love Lamar Stevens. Well, I have been screaming. We're all waiting to see Lamar Stevens. Yeah. But this Still. was a game that Lamar Stevens should not have been in that starting lineup. I think he should have played. I mm-hmm. definitely think he should have played. But not someone that I would have had in the starting lineup because I think Banton is a much better Fill in when you don't have a Drew Holiday, you don't have a Porzingis that helps you match up better with them defensively. So a good win for the Celtics, good contributions from lots of different guys. Uh, Joe Mazzulla, I thought, again, set this thing up ideally with that starting lineup that he had out there. Uh, a starting lineup that, again, if you're missing Porzingis and Drew Holiday, I don't necessarily think this is the elixir to that potential problem. I think this was just the right solution the right lineup to play against this team in this moment. Um, so it'll, it'll be, and again, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, Bobby and, and Joe Swick can get us a little bit more insight on just the latest on Drew Holiday, when he's going to come back. Yeah. And ditto for Porzingis, who it sounds like he's going to be out for a couple more games at least. Because I think he's going to be reevaluated in about a week or so. I think that's the latest yeah. on that. If that's the case, he's probably going to miss a couple more games. Yeah, they're obviously going to try to play it safe with him. Uh, you mentioned Clint Capella uh, not not too long ago, and uh, I guess my question is: Is Clint Capella still alive? Victimized, <laughs> victimized. Jalen Brown still- had an unbelievable poster uh, poster on Capella tonight. Just another one. The Just- body chalk is still fresh in the court. The body <laughs> chalk is still fresh in the court. And Capella, you could see you when you look back and you see the replay of the dunk, you could tell that he knew that. Oh, he- there, there really is such a thing in the NBA as wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> He could see one another that. I think he just looked down after was just like, oh, what have I done? What have I done? But that was a great listen, great move by Jalen just to get, you know, gets the ball. Oh, I think it was off offensive rebound, I think. Makes a move, makes a nice move on Trey Young, who is obviously not anything uh, close to a lockdown defender, but it was still a great move. Switches hands, goes from left to right, and just throws down just a ruthless. I, I think Jalen Brown had some had some pent up. Anger. I don't know. I don't know what was going through his mind at that moment, but he was able to find it and and took it out on poor, poor Clint Capella, man. Yeah, yeah. They. I mean, they they were really really good at uh, just finding matchups. And I, this is the toughest thing I think for a team like the Celtics. You have a number of guys that have the ability to to get their own shot one on one, and balancing that with keeping the ball moving and not selling on the good shots, but trying to prep yourself for great ones. I thought they did a really really good job of that because there were a number of possessions where they had a matchup where you had a Jalen or Jason matched up with, uh, you know, Trey young. And that's basically, I mean, that's, that's look, mm-hmm. that's barbecue chicken. He's, he's about, yeah. he's about to get, you know, and they, they went there from time to time, but they didn't give 
Atlanta a steady diet of that. So Atlanta never could really adjust to it because the Celtics didn't do it enough that forced them to adjust. They did it every now and then. Uh, and, and, and again, I, you know, Derek White had one of my favorite moves where he just he got him on a block, reset, got it back, and just gave him one of those old men at the playground, yeah. elbows to the, to, the, to the solar plex, and laid it up. It was a beautiful move. Um, shout out to all the dad bods out there. Derek White is repping, repping all the dad bods who still got a little game. Much respect. Much respect. <laughs> Derek White is is the king of the dad bods. Is that what I'm hearing, Sheryl? Oh, my God. oh he absolutely. Might, he might have a problem with that with that label, but, but you know what? Though? The, we'll thing about, slide, the thing yeah. about that is Derek White is probably going to look the same in like ten years, in fifteen years, Facts. which is awesome. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome because he, he's already got the game and then he's going to have wisdom. So he's going to have old man strength and wisdom and this game. Come on. Big yeah. fan of Derek White. He had, he, had, he had a great game. Another one who had a really good game. Yeah, he was, you know, 0 for 6 from 3, but still figuring out ways to contribute. 5 of 13 from the field, 11 assists. And that plus minus number is, is the one that really stands out. Plus 29 tonight. In a game that you know, if you look if you look down the box score, Horford's at a plus seventeen. But after that, um, you know, for example, Tatum's a plus three, uh, Brown's a plus five. So to see you know Derek White have that much of a positive effect on these games, regardless of the players that are coming in and out, that's something that you really want to you want to look for a guy who is productive regardless of who is in the game around him and to see that plus 29 out there it tells you obviously well he must not have been a big part of too many of those runs uh, that that um atlanta went on but he's just and it makes perfect sense he's he's almost like the glue glue of this of this roster you could almost say at this point he really is jimmy and, and the thing i love about Derek, he's just so unassuming about it i mean right. if you talk to me he's just like i'm just out here, i mean he, i'm just out here hooping it's, it's just kind of how he looks at it and the, the thing that I like about his plus minus is that it's a little bit different than some players whose yeah. plus minus is more about them just being in the right place at the right time. He has the ball in his hands a lot. When he doesn't have the ball in his hand, he's usually guarding either the best or second best perimeter score. So the role that he plays when he's on the floor is vital to this team being able to execute and do the things that they want to do successfully. And the fact that when he was on the floor in this game, they were plus 29, and you look at the final score and they win by 10, then that means that they were minus 19, you know, when he was not on the floor. Uh, so, again, a big fan of what Derek White brings to the table. And, and the thing I, I keep coming back with him is he's just so unassuming about it all. I mean, how many guys do you really have in the league who could bitch and moan about, I should get more shots, look at my numbers, I should get the ball in my hand more, I, I, I. He could be that guy if he really wanted to, and he would have the receipts to back up why he deserves that. But – he doesn't. He just wants to win and contribute whenever he needs to. Tatum has to get on him from time to time to, to take the damn shot, and he responds. So much respect. Much respect to, to Derek White. Yeah. I mean, White's just a guy that's been getting better and better, um, I would say, since his – I wonder if Joe Missoula talked yet. Uh, Missoula has spoken. Um, it's working on getting a couple clips in, so we'll, we'll toss them up on the screen when we do. And uh, I'm waiting for Ahmed to give me the uh, – Give me the heads up, and I'll cue that for everybody. But um, yeah, we got Bobby at the game, Joe Sway at the game as well. Those guys are are getting their getting their information together, and they'll be joining us hopefully shortly. Sherrod, obviously there as well. Sherrod, anything else? Um, you know, on the Hawks side, is this a team that that the Celtics or, or anybody should be 
concerned about seeing down the road. I mean, we know that they can score. We saw I mean, Bogdanovich tonight was, you know, one of the best shooters out there coming off the bench. And, you know, he's, he's always been sort of an underrated guy. You know, he's not somebody who's going to be in the limelight. And, and he gets the job done. But, you know, Trey Young, it seems like he, he's not he, – Trey Young is Trey Young, right? I mean, he's going to get his. He's going to put up 25 shots a game. He's going to end up with over 25 points typically. And and you kind of live and die with, with how he shoots the ball. But, you know, and then you had you had Hunter tonight with 24. But is, do these guys have enough? Murray had a bad one. Um I don't know. I just don't know if the Hawks are a legitimate team to be. No, no. I mean, they're, they're a team that's going to be in that conversation for one of the last playoff spots, probably playing game. They're like either eight and eight now or something like that. Uh, Trey Young is a, just a dynamic scorer. Uh, and, and Sadiq Bay, you know, this was a bad game for Sadiq. Sadiq is a better shooter. than I'm surprised he only got seven shots off. Uh, and DeJounte Murray, you know, like as I mentioned earlier, you know, he, he was, wasn't that far removed from being – you know, putting up borderline all-star type numbers. And he was just horrible in this game. And, and I, I give Banton some credit for that. Jalen Brown was on him for, for a little bit as well. Uh, but I just don't feel this Hawks team has the kind of talent that if you see them in a best of seven and you take them seriously, and that's the key, take them seriously, treat them as if that's a team that could potentially beat you. I don't see that lasting more than five, maybe six games tops uh, if you're the Celtics. But Trey Young, again, he's going to get his. And if you notice in this game, you know, typically when the Celtics seemed like they were just about to really make this a 20, 25-point game potentially, Trey Young would make a shot that would bring it back to 17. Or he'd right. make a shot that that 18-point lead down to 15. He did a lot of things. Right. And, and, and as you mentioned, bogey off the bench. That's uh, The only I can think of is that they, the coaching staff feels that him and Trey for an extended period of time would not work well together uh, because they're both, again, they're both shot makers and there's only one ball. Last time I checked, you can play with at one time. I'm not sure the ball distribution with those two on the floor would be good enough, but DeJounte Murray, he's their off guard. He's a better defender than bogey, but overall, you know, he, he doesn't have the range of bogey. He doesn't have, I think the scoring consistency that we've seen from bogey uh, and I, again, I'm not I'm not losing sleep over the Hawks. I don't think most teams at the top of the East are worried about the Hawks. Other than that, that might be a team that you'd see maybe in the first round of the playoffs, if at all. All right, we do have some video coming in. But before we do that, um, and I want to remind everybody that our show today is brought to you guys by FanDuel Sportsbook. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. You know what's America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Look, if you're not good at math, you, you even you know that's a good deal. I mean, I'm not good at math. I, I know that's a good deal. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. So easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go, folks. Now pay attention to this. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. 
gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. We will go now into, we have a clip here from Joe Mazzula talking about a little bit of experimenting uh, 15 games into the season, whether or not he's still doing that. The lineups you have, do you still have to kind of play with that at this point? No, that's something I'm much more comfortable doing this year. Is that you obviously, like you said, you want to win every game, but you have to kind of think with the end in mind. And so, whether it's you leave a lineup out there a little bit longer, whether it's you keep a coverage going a little bit longer because you want to see it and you want to work at it and you want to see if that works. Sometimes it's changing multiple coverages to, to get that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm much more comfortable with that. Our guys are much more open minded to that. And so, I do think you have to find that balance. Um, of doing both of those things, and um, it may cost you a six-zero run, an eight-zero run. You know, I don't want it. I won't let it cost us a game. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm living in that comfort space there, and our guys are doing a good job of being open-minded to it. Yo, Sherrod, thoughts on that? I like that. I, I like yeah. that. I mean, the, the thing about Joe, and, and, and again, one of my my, I think Joe's going to be really. I, he's not done anything up to this point that makes me think he's not going to be a better coach than what we saw last year. And they were pretty damn good with him last year. All things considered, him taking over when he did and, and all the drama that they had. And mm-hmm. with an offseason where there's, hey, there he is. Jay-Z's <laughs> in the building. Finish that thought, Shrub, before John bl- blows everyone Wait. else's thoughts up. This is my foam finger. (laughs) I was at the game. Yeah, you look familiar. Did I see you sitting courtside? (laughs) Foam finger. I thought I don't recognize you without the green pom pom. (laughs) I thought Missoula was good though, man. I I thought I thought again his control and comfort level with his roster is much better. And the thing that you know Joe didn't really talk about, and I don't think he ever will, but there's a different level of trust he's got with those guys at the end of the bench that he did not have with last year's team because he was literally learning how to trust every one of those guys. And they were learning how to trust him. I mean, if, if you're Tatum and you're Jalen and you're out there balling and you see the guy on the second row is now your head coach, you're gonna, it's going to take you some time to get comfortable with that and, and, you know, and vice versa. So Joe, I think, has done a really good job of figuring out how to trust guys and, and put them in positions where they can be their best. Like – Playing Banton tonight made so much sense because you're playing Atlanta Hawks team that has a lot of wings. So even when they're running their defense and their switches, you're probably going to get switched out on a guy that's your size. Because remember, he's six foot seven. Now, if you're playing a team that maybe has a lot smaller guys or they go with a little bit more muscle and mass, mm-hmm. he might have got his ass kicked in a really bad way uh, out there tonight. Uh, and then so, you know, I give Joe credit for putting him in a position where he can be successful. And Banton, to his credit, making the most of this rare opportunity. Because you know and I know that when Drew comes back and Przingis comes back, Ben is going to be back to doing what you and you and I will be doing, and that's watching the game. Yeah. I can only assume you spent the first 30 minutes on Kata, right? We spent a chunk of it. <laughs> what, do you want to, what do you want to say about Kata, John? A lot of Kata. Kata mania is, is, is here. Even if it's just one chat. game. Chat's been all about it, and rightfully so. Kimo, up on Lemon Square Loop just yet. My my man Kimo, who my guess is he sits there all the time. Uh, had some really prime seats. Uh, oh, yeah. gave a sh- gave a shout out to the Garden Report crew. Speaking of shout out, John, I hate to cut you off. I need to give a shout out to Dan from Costa Rica, who literally came up to me and Joe Sway and had a conversation before we went on. So I need, need before I forget, Dan from Costa Rica. Kimo my- and Dan from wow, Costa a lot of Rica. Shout out. 
Shout, shout out to Colin today. I don't have anything to shout out. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen anyone today. So nobody ever recognizes me. So um, you know that's cool. I'm, I, you know, Josue and Bobby everywhere and they Jaylen go. Recognize you? You guys are practically face to face out there. He shot me a look. <laughs> After the dunk on on uh, Capella, he said that, that, that was going the other way. Then I booed him the rest of the night. Um, <laughs> when, when they were going that way, I was booing him. <laughs> I love when, that. When they were yeah. coming at me, I was like, "Cheers, go Jalen." <laughs> um, no, uh, wow, twenty man, thank you. Nice Chargers, right. one million on the Chargers next week. Chargers, Chargers, sneaky can lose any game. Okay. You know what? Herbert loses a lot, but I still underestimate the Pats, John. Yeah. Justin Herbert uh, played at Oregon, and Oregon is my son Isaiah's favorite team. And Isaiah's made it clear, I don't watch Chargers games because I know how it's going to happen. What's going to happen. Herbert's going to play well. They're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Herbert Herbert does have uh, big game uh, jitters, I think, too. But that being said, we're talking about the Patriots here. They don't even have a quarterback. Like We don't even know what – Backup quarterback. But the Giants have Tommy DeVito. That's that's all that matters. They do. Yeah. Syracuse guy. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Who wasn't good. I'll start with my take. Yeah. You know, all right. Kada Kada deserves a shout because that guy had the best stat line ever because he basically had as many off as many rebounds as he had shots. Yeah. Because he just kept, kept missing his, his own, own ones, yeah. which was great. But like he's like messy with the left. If he gets it there, fifty percent of the time it's going in. Um, it's just from him, he's only shooting from like one foot away. So if Kata can just work on that one footer game, he could be unstoppable. Okay? John, is he is he your new <laughs> is he is he your new time lord? Only is, is Kata your new time lord? Ooh, there's never going to be a new time lord. Only because never, never, because <laughs> because because first of all, no, it's impossible. It's it's impossible. I don't know, John. I think there might be like a low-key bromance brewing with Kata. If we see another, if we see two or three more games like this from Kata John, I think you no, will be. No, but I, I hate, here's what I don't like. I don't like when things happen that reinforce agendas because then when we start talking about it, it appears like an agenda. I do not have an anti-Cornette agenda. I just think that Cornette, I, I think he can, he, he can do some things. He's got a nice touch around the rim. You know, he, he's, he's sneaky. He's crafty. He can't really defend and he can't rebound. And so when they needed rebounding and when you saw what happened in the second half there, and I think a lot of us, every time we were wondering, like, why don't they just throw Kate out there when they need another big or another body or they're getting beat up inside? And the first time we saw him this year, he looked like he did not belong at all, you know? And, but that's the point is you got to throw some guys into the fire to see if they can help you. I don't think it's shocking if Kada takes some cornet minutes or takes all of them. If what they're looking for off the bench from their third center, you know, is somebody who can come in and bang and crash the glass, create a little havoc, get some tips some balls. I think that's good for you. It's just Cornet Cornet's just a smart, heady player. And you know, he's, he knows where to be, you know, like he's just smart. He's get to his spot. If some, you see him all night, it's, it's really cool seeing it up close too. I actually like Cornet. I like a lot of what he does. He flashes, he gets open. If they don't see him, he clears back out. He doesn't just stand there. He doesn't get in people's way. He understands spacing on offense. Like, you know, he does what he can do. And every once in a while, you know, like he can capitalize on it. But I like the Kata stuff. I'd like to see, I, I want to see all 
I want to see Kate. I want to see Banton. I want to see Stevens. I want to see if any of them can play. I really think these first 40 games should really be more open auditions to see if some of these guys can contribute. So when you get decent contributions from guys, that's kind of encouraging because you want to know that when you're down a starter or two starter to two starters, you have a shot. Yeah. yeah. So I liked it. I liked him. I mean, he's a little sloppy, but I like the energy. I liked what he, what you got out of him. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he's very like rough around the edges. He's not polished by any stretch, obviously in the offensive game, talking about Keta here. And, but that's okay because they just, like you said, they want him to come in and Sherrod mentioned it already coming off the bench, do what you do best, get physical, bang down low. Yeah, there is only one time, Lord. That's for sure. <laughs> and I like this defense. He's on. He, 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 he's he on time out shots. right now. He, he, he altered shots. He was a presence when he was in exactly. there. Exactly. And and they're going to need that at points. It's 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 it could be a great matchup guy. I mean, we t- Sherrod mentioned it earlier. Maybe that's a guy that you play against Embiid, for example. Maybe that maybe Cornette's not the guy against Embiid. Uh, breaking news. Um, but you know, you you have the ability to mix and match guys and. and um, what, what was the word that, that Missoula was just asked about? Uh, oh, experimenting, Sherrod. And he yeah. basically said that he's got more confidence this year in doing that. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, I think uh, I think a lot of that is just him being a year old, a year wiser, and having a full offseason to kind of evaluate guys and, and look at what they can do and break down film and just do all the stuff that a head coach does when he has time to do it. And, and so, you know, Joe is going to be better. I think we all agree that Joe is going to be a better coach this year than he was last year. And I didn't think he totally sucked last year, but he definitely had room to get better. And I think he has. Uh, and the biggest thing that he's done more so this year, than I think, than last year is trust guys who may not necessarily be named Tatum and Brown and Horford. Right. Uh, and, and that's important when you're trying to build this team up because you never know when you're going to have nights like this where – you're going to be down one or two starters, and you're going to need someone to step in and, st- and fill that void. And, and you know, Banton and, you know, Kata did a really good job of stepping in to fill the void. Uh, you know, they were down to, to their core guys. Yeah. I love this chat. Garden report for life. Pat suck. Please tank. Go Bruins and Celtics. Happy, happy holidays. This should be, this should be our ma- mantra. This should be our <laughs> like, mantra. Put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Put that in a playoff. When we when we have our, our sweet our, our 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 tournament. I like that. You know yeah. what I was thinking about? Garden Report for Life. This, this, yeah, I like that one Thanks, a lot. Go, go ahead, Jimmy. Thank you, Drew. No, I think I that's just... his second one tonight, so that's good. We got Kada in the locker room. We're going to hear from him in a little bit. I didn't know he could talk because I've never heard him speak, so I'm really interested to hear what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. I've heard him speak. Well, let's yeah. make sure we get the mic close because I, I think he's he's, he's of the soft spoken. He's a low talker. Well, he, he did a walk off interview after the game, and I and I'm I'm sitting here and I'm listening to it, and I'm really struggling to understand what the hell he said. Uh, yeah, he has a, he has an accent, but I I I think I watched a video of Bobby interviewing him, and I'm pretty sure Bobby said, "How do you pronounce your name?" And I think he said Keta. So everyone who's giving me shit, I think I'm right. I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. Wait, Keta, not Keta. I think it's Keta. I, I'll take it, but I could be wrong. But I'm almost, Bobby will know because he asked him the question. Nick still calls Amit Amit. Um, so like, <laughs> really quick. But I was gonna say. When so that, I mean, I, I'll I'll correct Amit. it. I'll correct it just like that. You know. Sure. No, I, I get it. What I was gonna say after reading that comment, it reminded me a couple of days ago. I was thinking about Black Friday and like all the deals going around, and I was like, why the hell don't we have shirts for sale yet? Do I have to like? Do I have to strangle Nick? Tell him to walk away, John. Tell him to walk away. Don't don't do this now. Walk away. I want I want shirts for sale. Stop it. Walk away. So we can give you're a gonna discount. make you're going to you're gonna make 
you're going to ruin my life if you continue this right now. You have walk to away. Just walk, walk away. Walk away. Jimmy, just <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy, I'm your friend. I'm your friend. Just walk away. This is this is, wear this is Jimmy, on. this is this is when your friend is is grabbing you by the shoulder and just say, "Come with me. Let's go have a couple of drinks." That's this happened is to me a few times, Sherrod. Exactly. Oh, I know, Jimmy. Oh, trust me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is gonna shock you. That exact scenario has happened on more than one occasion. Yeah. Let's just go for a little walk and get a couple of drinks. And <laughs> okay, Jimmy. John, move yeah. it right along. Yeah. <laughs> All right, shirts are coming. Anyways, next. Yes, next. You know, I've been looking for the best deal on Celtics tickets. And with over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports festivals, and more. With the NFL, NBA, and NHL seasons of full swing, you don't want to miss out. SeatGeek has your tickets to every game. Plus, artists like Travis Scott are on tour. They put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. Each ticket is rated on a scale of 1 to 10, so look for the green dots. Green means good and red means bad. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. So as you know, I always come through for you guys. You can use my code DREAMERSPRO for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code DREAMERSPRO. Make sure you check the link in the description to download the app. Um, so I, this, I mean, on a broader scale with this game, like you want to know that you can win when you're out down one or two starters. The, so much of the last game was about, wow, they're really short when they're down two guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, Atlanta's Atlanta, you know, I, I know, you know, you can think of them, whatever you think of them. They're not, you know, they're a pretty mid team, but it's a team that like, Mid, nice. Forced they forced you back to you know to play them in a you know they extended a series when they beat you without Murray you know and you should have closed out and like made things harder on you than needed to be in the playoffs last year it wasn't they weren't an easy out uh, and you beat them down two starters tonight that's pretty good you know overall and I thought it was a pretty decent team game I think this 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 was I like the way Jalen played um, I do think they got a little bit. ISOE in the third um, and that that was the only stretch where it was like come on guys like that was the only place it got a little your ball my ball you know your turn my turn other than that I kind of liked uh, how they were going they were finding guys all day long for threes I, I thought Horford missed like 11 threes I think I looked at it it was only five they got a those were all good looks they got a ton of good looks the threes fall they win this game by 25 points you know um and that's that's really what it came down to. They just they just missed a ton of open shots, and they still did enough to win. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, mean, I I got nothing I got nothing bad. Is Derek White played a great game? Great missed game. Six, missed, missed six threes. You know. Right. Uh, what did Al Allen ended up over five? Yeah. We, we haven't even really talked about Tatum and all, but he he came up with some huge shots uh, in the second yeah. half there too. Just you know keep keep the Hawks at bay. Um, so he continues to just nice. drop thirty plus points like. It ain't no thing. Yep. Well, it isn't for him. I mean, I this is this is who he is. I mean, this. But this it's the is, way he's doing it now. Like he right. has some just great drives and great, great like 
moves now. He just gets to the rim so much easier than he ever has. I'm loving the fact that he's attacking more than he has ever attacked before. And he's drawing contact and he's finishing through contact. He's doing so many things that, you know, the last couple of years before this year, we're thinking like, damn, why doesn't he do that? Why doesn't he, right. you know, get guys on an elbow who are fucking a freaking five inches, four inches shorter than him and just shoot right over the top of them? That's like that's like Joe calling a timeout during a run. That never happens, okay? Yeah. What Sherrod just did there. I know. Yeah, I, know. Yeah. I know. I don't think I ever heard him swear. Beep, beep. That never happens. Uh, swear jar. He, he's just got, I just love the fact that he's taken advantage of mismatches more than he's done in the past. Yeah. Because it was so frustrating watching him just letting – you know, the, the Patrick Beverly's of the world that he can just score at will over. Yeah. And he's shooting and he's shooting 28 footers. Let's like, up. Yeah, no doubt. Why? Right? Exactly. Why? So. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to blame Jimmy. Um, hey, Ahmed, I'm looking at two sound bites here. Is the Joe one from tonight? We did a Joe one already. Oh, you did a, did a Joe, Joe one. one. I got Nemus here in the locker room. We're gonna hear. Uh, we're gonna hear from him right now. Hopefully, we we'll get it. his last name down. I think Keta. it's Nemus. Nemus Keta. Are you about to play it? It was pretty good. Um, I felt like uh, going back to the G helped me getting back into rhythm. Um, getting a couple of minutes, a couple of games under my belt. Um, pretty close games too. So I felt felt like it was the best decision for me to get back into the, into shape and then to get rhythm. So I felt like it was a really good thing for me. No, I think that's that's a little bit of what I bring to the table, like being an offensive rebounder, um, being able to crash or attract a second defender to you on the on the offensive glass. And I feel like it's just one of those things I can help with. And with all these guys, we all we all emphasize crashing, so this this coming along really well for us. We want to keep going. First of all, it's been confirmed by Ahmed that it's Keita. Uh, uh, Jimmy's wrong. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna wait until I hear it myself. I know Bobby. Name, has and I think the S is it's not a Nemus. It's Nemish, Keita. Number two, back to the G might make uh might make the uh, Garden Report um, uh, bracket. Going back to the G. Going back uh, to the G. And so I think it's fair. I mean, he suffered an injury here. He was he was a very springy guy in the preseason. You know, I don't think he's got it all the way back. I think that that is an asset. You know, if you got some guy, I mean, it's like we're not comparing people to Rob. You know, I'm not Tommy comparing like Steamsma to Bill Russell or whatever. Um <laughs> But, uh, but that was so great, John. And when when you talk to Steve about it, he was just like, he did what? He's like, what? <laughs> and nor am I comparing Rob to Russell in this scenario. I'm just saying, it's like everyone wants, like, oh, did you get this? Did you get that? No, I mean, Rob was unique in what he could do, but I think Kata can give you some of that disruptive um, aspect to his game. Um, and 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 you know, I still think there's you know there's a little more lift there to be had because he was dunking a ton in the preseason and he looked really athletic. That's why everyone was like, Holy crap, play this guy. You know, like I'm not, I didn't know much about him, but he was, you, you see him in the eye test tells you like, Oh, he looks physically like he can compete at this level. It's just speed of the game, knowing where to be, what he's supposed to do, you know, switches, rotation, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really matter for a guy like that. He's playing drop. He's sitting back there and he's just going to try to pick off, you know, or challenge or alter some shots wherever he can and then just hit the glass hard. A lot of people in the chat are saying like, 
you know, it's so refreshing to see a guy grab a rebound with two hands. Like, yeah, as opposed to Cornette's a yeah. little tappy, tappy. I think what killed Cornette is when he had position on Capella. I don't know if he got back in after this. He had position on Capella um, on one play in the first half. He didn't play in the second half at all, right? I think he had he had good position on Capella. He goes up, and Capella just bing, bing, and just takes it from him. And I think it was like, all right, we just – we can't be – like, you got to be able to grab those. And I think that that was kind of it. And that's why Kata, I think, got the second half run. He was just – it just wasn't doing it there on the glass. Right. And the bottom line, he was just more impactful. I mean, he made the most yep. of his minutes out there. And, you know, even when he wasn't scoring, and even so, when he – yeah. Right. Even when he wasn't getting rebounds, he was still getting his hands on the ball, keeping it alive, giving giving them a chance to get the rebound. And, and little things like that. I, Jimmy and I talked about this earlier. You got to do those little things when you know your minutes are little yeah. because because you, you just don't know when you're going to get out there. You've got to put something together while you're on the floor that shows this coaching staff that you can actually benefit them in some capacity when given an opportunity to play. And I thought Kata did a great job of that. Uh, I'm coming back in a little bit. Uh, I've got a pie in the oven. Um, what? No, I don't. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> it's, just, it's like you have a problem is what you have. <laughs> I've got, you know what we did, though? I went back to the well and made the pecan pie brownies again because they were so good they got eaten and nobody in the house got one and my daughters were upset, so I had to remake them. And I brought them to a poker game, shared them, brought the rest of the tray back, and everybody got some. So, yeah. We did make a second Thanksgiving dessert. Um, I'll be back. I'll be back in two seconds, guys. Okay. See you, John. (laughs) John's just coming and going as he pleases. Did you see him at the game? game? No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I, I, I noticed Jalen every now and then I noticed Jalen would lock on in a section of the crowd. So I, I just didn't think anything of it. So I'm wondering (laughs) if that might've been him giving, you know, Jay-Z, you know, yeah, the, the, the evil eye. Lost. Well, we we lost, but we, got, we we gained something far greater in Josue Pavone. There he is. Hi, what's up, fellas? What's going on? Josue, good to see you, brother. Sharon, I think you've been hanging out with Max and I too much, man. You got that sailor's mouth going right now. Swearing, I haven't heard you swear like that on on camera ever. <laughs> you've been here. Yeah, yeah I've been I was here for a little while. Damn. Okay. I gotta I put see- some money in the jar yeah, when right. I go back to school. I, I yeah. literally, I literally said out loud when 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 John said that he has to go get a pie out of the oven. I was like, No, you do not. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, as if someone was yeah, next yeah. to me, I was like, He's not baking another pie, but yeah, he's no, just joking. We, I guess we we need to go to we need to send him like professional help if he needs <laughs> yeah. more pies right now. That passionate conversation we had the the night before Thanksgiving, man, that was that was good That's stuff. You could just see the fire in his eyes, man. Like, this is he doesn't mess around. He's no uh, he's no casual. For sure. It's always a good one. Uh, Josue, tell us tell us something from the locker room. What do you got for us? Oh, uh, man, just a, a lot of um, just sort of guys just giving each other a pat on the back, so to speak, right, in terms of uh, uh, what Joe Missoula, this is pretty much what he was saying when he was, when he stepped up to the podium. You know, it, it's interesting because he usually doesn't have us waiting uh, very long. I felt like um, that, that was well-deserved because he was telling his team just how good of a job they did in terms of the effort, cleaning up the glass, uh, finding out – you guys actually just talked about it a little while ago uh, – figuring out ways to, to win when that when those three-point shots aren't falling. So I feel like this is a special uh, win for Joe Missoula. And the way I see it is this is – uh, the, the first of many games without uh, Christos Porzingis, right? Life without Porzingis started tonight. And uh, the, the Celtics showed out showed out in a, in a big way, man. You got 15 boards out of Al Horford, who I felt like just when he was 
heading to the floor, you know, giving everyone the dats and pounds like he always does and getting ready to check, you know, to, to, to start the game. He just had that look that he was he was going to he's going to work his ass off tonight. And, and he did that for sure. And, and you know, for for, for Kata to, to, to get this, this opportunity and, and what he did in that first thing, because that's not easy. Right, guys? I mean, to, to check in the way he did in that first half, deliver five points. You know, two of seven. He was he was fighting down there for those points, right? Six rebounds in seven minutes, uh, right before halftime. I, I just feel like set the tone, and he was able to build on that for sure in the second half. There's a reason why we didn't see Cornet in the second half, right? I mean, that, that's a big part of it. And again, you know, life without Porzingis, cleaning up the glass, hustle plays. These are the type of uh, um, this is the type of production I, I'm expecting to see out of these guys. I mean, I don't. I don't well, I'm not saying this team has to have Al grab 15 rebounds every single night, but it's that type of effort and that type of uh, production from the front court that that's gonna that's gonna do it. That, that's gonna that's what you need in order to to, to seal a win um, without Porzingis. I, I do think this this uh, injury is is significant in, in the sense of how this team responds without him in the middle, especially when you have some some tougher matchups coming in here uh, this week. Josue, I'm I'm curious though, Josue, because you you uh, just listening to you you know, talk about life without Porzingis, which kind of sucks in theory. Um, it makes, it gives me this, gives me this sense that you're sensing that he's going to be out for a while. And, and I think we all, I think most of us, if, if the Celtics were able to get 60 games out of Porzingis this year, they will take that gladly. But is there a sense that you're getting that he may be out even longer than like maybe five or six games? Or, I mean, what, like what, what's, what makes you believe that, the Celtics really are going to have to, by no, you know, simply have to embrace the fact that you're going to be without Porzingis for a pretty extended period of time. Just the language that we got from Joe Mazzulla, you know, for him to say that he's going to miss uh, you know, up to a week and then he'll be reevaluated, that usually isn't a sign of, oh, he's going to miss three, four games. You know, this is something I think could be a, a two week window at best, you know, best case scenario. Just again, based on what Joe Mazzulla said now, a week from today, he can say, Chris Stapps is good to go and he's ready for the next game. But I just feel like the last few years, that that's usually not the case. You, you usually, see teams staple another week or so after that initial evaluation you know for him to have to be reevaluated in a week tells me that this is this is going to be a little while you know could be one to two weeks or even beyond that uh i love what kata did i do and, and they, they definitely are going to need that type of effort from the bench but porzingis is really good i know uh, man and he's, just, he, he yeah. fits so well with this core group uh, he gives you basically, you know, a go-to guy talent as your third option. And that is very unusual, very rare. Uh, he's the, he's that stretch big that they needed to compliment Al, who's not shooting the ball as well or taking as many shots from three-point range and just was a perfect addition to this team. And obviously there's no need to panic because ultimately – it's not so much what he does in the regular season is having him available for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But that being said, you still want to ramp up to that. And it just feels that him missing a couple of weeks, you know, once he does return, then you got to ramp back up to where you were before the injury. Mm-hmm. And then you're hoping that, you know, there's enough time <laughs> before the all-star break, which then you ramp down again and then you start back up and it's, you just like to have him available so that if you do sit him, it'll be a load management decision versus an actual injury. Uh, which is where we're at now. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, for sure. And and listen, I mean, 
we 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 talked about not seeing um not seeing uh Cornette in that second half because of what Cato was doing out there, but that doesn't mean that we didn't get a, a solid performance out of Cornette in Orlando, right? It came in a losing effort, but that, that's the thing though. Missoula has to find sort of that happy medium of of not extending Porzingis minutes into the twenty minute range, right? <laughs> Limiting him because teams just seem to figure the figure that out, right? When when he's in the middle, right? How to attack the rim, and that's what. Essentially, the Orlando Magic did right. They they were feasting off of that. The, the moment Porzingis was out and, and then out for the game. So, I think what you saw tonight at Akeda, you want to see obviously see more of that and see them build off of that. But Missoula does have that other option as well to put Cornet in there. Now, this game, this particular matchup, just wasn't great for for um, Cornet when, when you think about the bigs, the size that they have, you know, up front um, between Capella and um, Okongu coming off the bench. So. It's not ideal, but that doesn't mean we're not going to see Cornette um, do something similar to what we saw in Orlando. I, I do think that he's he's capable of doing that. It's just long term, it isn't ideal. However, the Celtics, this is just the, the position that they're in right now. And, of course, it's something that they, they have to have uh, anticipated coming into the season and just having someone like Kristaps Porzingis, like you guys said, you want the, you want him to be healthy throughout the, uh, the the entire postseason. So this is this is what you do, you know, to, to empower empower him, you know. What about um? Shoot, I already forgot what I was gonna say. What about oh um holiday? Any news on him just yet? Um, no news. Just said you know the the last minute scratch. He was listed as questionable coming in, but you, you hope it's just a, a, a you know caution. They're just being cautious. Yeah. Knowing they had the big matchup on Tuesday, you know uh, the playing tournament. John, do you run here, bro? Yeah, man. You, you, get the, you get the Darth Vader thing going on right like now. Run up the stairs or something. Yo, yo, you're here sounding like Perk when we had the uh, had him on the app. <laughs> no, I li- literally barely moved. Um, you, what's what's going on, guys? I can hear you breathing. Yeah. A, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, just take a deep breath. I'm just gonna yeah. let him catch his breath, y'all. Yeah, why, why, why you gotta out him like that, man? Just let the man catch his breath. I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear over it. What do you I mean, mean I think everybody knew who that was, but <laughs> I guess we did kind of put him out there. <laughs> That's funny. I, I wasn't even paying attention. Um, <laughs> How guys. concerned are you guys about Drew, though? I mean, where's, where's your level of concern with Drew? No, I'm not, I'm not really concerned yet. I'm not concerned yet. Uh, only a six on the on the scale, six. maybe? What's a ten? A ten is if... I'm trying to gauge six seems high. If he had to be reevaluated or something six like that, no. <laughs> Yeah, six is kind of high. Maybe a four of them. I'm at like a two. I mean, if he's going, he could possibly be back next game. Like, uh, it's an ankle. It's it's a rolled ankle. I don't think it's something just, that we're going to have to deal with. For but two I just worry about the fact that you're talking long term. On a thirty-three year old, it's yeah. a rolled ankle on a thirty-three year old. It's not a um, knee. You know, those, those, <laughs> okay. Those <laughs> ankles probably they come three. back. I'm at a three concern level. Um, you know, what's your concern level on um, Bobby Manning? Nine. A one. Yeah. Yeah. Nine. Nine. Okay. Real high. Yeah. Somewhere up there. What's hey, the concern? Here. Hey. What's oh, up, that's Bobby? why that's why you said that. I didn't even see. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Squad. Oh, we we got the starting five right now. Yeah, everybody. Combine combine um horses here. Nope. Okay. Oh, there we go. I got you, bro. One here. Jimmy's the three. You yeah. the three? We'll have to work on that. We'll have to work on that. Shiraz not failing us at all. No, Ed, not at all. That's okay. Bobby, there you go, John. Please. There you go. What do you Power got? Power restored. Bobby? Order is restored now. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I start screwing around, John quickly goes into the driver's seat. Exactly. Yes, That's what did. I'm talking about. 
Hey, 57 minutes, not bad. Where I got the boot. Bobby, Bobby what do you got? What are you doing? Where are you? Are you safe somewhere? No, I'm here at the garden, baby. Um, solid win. You're down two guys here. You're against a team that had scored 114 of the last four games, at least as many as 150. Uh, so impressive defense here. This defensive four to start the year has just been rock solid. Even without Porzingis here, Horford steps right in and takes care of that. Uh, so I was overall pretty satisfied with this one. Uh, there's still some offensive nitpicking I'm doing here, especially as they fall into the bottom half of the league on that end. Another night where you don't shoot well. Great that you can win uh, when that's the case. But a lot of isolation. I thought they passed well early, and it just kind of faded as the game went on. And then they were just relying on you know, the mismatches and the transition runs and all the rest. And, of course, the offensive rebounding, which is just uh, – vehicle for this team at this point i mean they're so good at uh, that and you know they probably don't win the game without it so it's great that they're emphasizing that and they found a way to be so good at it kata was awesome in that department some super difficult offensive rebounds like we saw from the preseason and him one on an air ball which you know just in my own experience i would like i was telling joe sway i would never ever rebound an air ball like you just can't see where it's coming from and he just was right there and then another one that rolled off the backboard, he was just like right under it on the baseline, able to put it right back up and in. So I'm mildly excited about him. He struggled on defense. Um, you know, he needed Horford on that spot to seal this game. But another nice rotation big um, to add to the mix here. So can't beat that. It's good that he showed he can play against a team like this. Facts. Hey, dog. Hey. By the way, fax my dog means not none of you were listening to Bobby. So I'm going to ask each of you to repeat one thing that he said. <laughs> he thinks, he thinks, no, no. When Jimmy says it, that's what it means. That is not what it means when I say it. Jimmy hasn't been. Sometimes I do it as an experiment. I'm not going to come in and I'm going to see who was paying attention. <laughs> Jimmy gives the Jimmy extra says, fax the my pause. dog. Yeah. It means he didn't hear a freaking thing that you said. No, I waited, was, I, I waited I, I, for I, somebody I, to chime in, like I, off of Bobby's comment, and then when they didn't, I just said, fax my dog, just to, just to break I, up the space. He was talking about Keta. <laughs> Keta? Well, yeah, that's, Bobby, that's Bobby, his I, last name, Keta. <laughs> I like yeah. it. You asked him that. And he like, said, I like it. That's it's what he said. Like you have the video, I think. You asked him personally. How do you pronounce your name? It's not a nickname, I'm saying Kata. He thinks but that's what I it is. I it's Kata. I could have sworn in the video where you asked him and he said Keta. Homeschool, you got video? this one wrong, homeschool. Amit, nah, can you, Amit, can you? I think, that was, I think he said it. I think he said it with his accent. I think that's what it was. Well, that's how I'm saying it. It was preseason, so Amit, you can hopefully find that and let's put it up, and we'll just we'll back to the G. We'll it's always been Kata. It's always been Kata. No, no, no. Even Amit put it in the thing. He said, "Yeah, that's exactly what Amit put in the uh, in the yeah. comment." Yeah, Amit, I'm glad Amit. we got that down. No, it's Kata. Anyway, says he passed. Thanks, my dog. Oh, that's a great. Moving on. <laughs> it's a great comment. That's what everyone wants to know. Swipe right. If Bobby said. If Sorry Bobby said fax my dog right after, that would have been perfect. Because <laughs> he's not yeah. listening to any of this. That's my dog. Yeah, it was Bobby during my, like, 40-minute pie soliloquy, you know, was, like, just fax my dog tattooed on his forehead. Like, no, it was – what was it we lost, Bobby, if last fax, If fax my dog had a face, Bobby was rocking it. Yeah. Fax my dog should definitely be the next T-shirt. Just means – yeah, just means, like, I don't give a shit. I just come out of this one, John. 
and, and we've talked about this a little bit. I worry they're a little too reliant on the isolation uh, beyond the shooting, which, again, you win this game without the shooting tonight. Uh, but Brown struggled. Tatum struggled to take advantage of those at times in this one. And they did ride some timely shooting in the second half to the win here. Uh, so I'm still keeping an eye on that. Their assist numbers are really low. They're 28th in passing, John, in terms of total passes, 26th in assists. Uh, Jalen, I just asked him about it. He was surprised that they're so low because he said they felt like they're moving the ball well right now. And maybe there's some noise there. Maybe it's early. Uh, but this has been a team that's been near the top of the league in assist rate uh, for much of the time I've covered them. And I can't remember them being this low. And I get it. You know, they're exploiting mismatches and going to the post and all that. Transition game's been great. Uh, but it just feels a little low right now. Um, and luckily, White picked it up with 11 tonight. He was really... Swinging it around the bench was great. Moving so, the ball. White's but. essential. It, 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 he really is. He might be the most essential player. <laughs> it sounds weird on a team that I has call him, Tatum, he's the glue he's guy. Brown. He's more than glue. He he is ne- super glue. He is he's their point guard. The glue, the varnish. And, and yeah. we talked about it, Bobby. I thought Jimmy wins super glue. I thought in the third quarter they got they got ISO heavy and, and and it was they took a lot of bad shots. It was a lot of my turn, your turn sort of stuff. Um, I thought they played better in the fourth quarter, but it is a concern. It's it, it it's always going to come back to Joe's philosophy of letting them play, not running a lot of plays, not calling a lot of stuff, um, letting them just kind of hunt out the matchup and then go get it. Uh, and it's just too much, you know, like Tatum was dribbling the air out of the basketball, you know, looking for matchups. And at times it worked and he he had some really strong moves and kind of showed why he is who he is. I thought Brown in the third quarter started taking a few off balance followaways. Just a couple of them went in. He made a couple of tough buckets, but the overall approach, they're always better when they move it. And you're right. When, when it's white, I, I, it's, it's a different team with White and Holiday out there for sure. When it's White, he's kind of the only one super, super focused on that. He's so vital. He's so vital to what this team does. That's why you give them some leeway tonight. The guys yeah. were missing and they figured yeah. it out. Yeah. But, I mean, White had damn near half of their assists tonight. They had 24 and he had 11 of them. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they, It's hard to put a true estimate on how much they need him. Um, they need him to win a championship in every imaginable way. Uh, they're not going to win a championship if Derek White is not on the floor significant minutes and has an opportunity to run the offense. That's mm-hmm. him. Um, he's the one guy that when they're getting a little ISO crazy, he's the guy that set, he can settle them down better than I think Joe Mazzula, frankly, uh, because because Derek is out there. Derek's on the floor. Derek's the guy that they trust uh, implicitly to make those decisions on the fly. And Derek, you know, he just gets it. I mean, he, he gets it in a way that no one else on this team gets it when it comes to that stuff. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, I, I plus, agree with plus twenty nine. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree with Kess one hundred percent. It's just that's the one area where I wish Joe would get involved. Like, uh, if you're talking, I, I know we're not wasting timeouts to tell, but you know what? He calls a lot of a no. He, Joe, how many timeouts Joe called tonight? But he didn't like what was going on defensively. Right? He didn't like a couple of times where. They didn't get out on a shooter or didn't get back on something, and he called a couple frustration timeouts. I think he's got to focus some of that energy on the offense, too. And and I do think we have to – it's a more nuanced discussion than too many threes versus, you know, not enough threes. It's just simply 
it can't only be about the threes. Like, that can't be the only thing that he's concerned with, which is did we take enough of them? It has to be a constant emphasis of the ball not sticking and moving moving it around and working it for the best shot and people making quick decisions. As soon as that go as soon as they go away from it, that's where I would jump right in and be like, nope, we're not doing it. We're not doing mm. the thing that we're supposed to do. I feel like that's that's not stopped enough or that's not corrected enough where we see it for long stretches. If we do see it, as you said, Bobby, it's for a half or something. And it's like then they go away from it and it's okay. You know, and I and I find that odd. Yeah, they went to the half court and attacked head on way too often in this game. And Tatum's pick and roll numbers aren't great to start this year, which is interesting, especially with Porzingis here. Uh, Browns have been decent, in fact, better than Tatum's. And when he gets to that, I feel like he does make some good decisions. And he talked a little bit about finding that balance between being aggressive, you know, who he is as a scorer, which is a super aggressive offensive player, and making the reads. And he said he's been thankful that he's continued to get those opportunities here uh, as the playmaker. And I thought he did a decent job with it again tonight, um, you know, beyond the numbers in front of us right here. So uh, it's always going to be those old habits, and it's going to be interesting to watch over the next week here because Porzingis has made their playmaking much easier. And it's good that they shifted to White in a way tonight who – I think is much more natural in that position than both of the Jays are. We always talk about it, John, whether you're going to put that responsibility in their hands or the point guards. And tonight they went to the point guard, especially in the second quarter, uh, for some more you know, aggressive playmaking and finishing inside. So uh, that was good. Uh, it was going to be an adjustment tonight. And so the fact that they scrapped this one out, that they defended as well as they did, uh, that they just found a way was good because this is a tough team they're playing against here. And uh, I'm just going to keep an eye on this offense because it doesn't seem like it's going in the right direction off the way they started this year. And now they don't have maybe their most essential player in Porzingis, which concerns me a little bit. I, like, I do worry about the calf sometimes, John, um, just because of the connection of the feet, ankle, Achilles, all that stuff. Like it can just be a tricky one. Uh, and it seems like the MRI was good. You know, Joe's never going to get into that stuff, but uh, the fact he's going to miss a week here at least isn't great, especially with Chicago, Philly, even the in-season tournament next week. Bobby, what? A, uh, you had to sneak yeah, that in. Yeah, we slipped that in there. I yeah, swear you're, you're messing with me, right? I thought we were, I, I, I <laughs> were so close, John. I thought we were so close to getting through this without the IFP. Is he going to be ready for the in-season tournament? That's all I care about. What I wanted to ask Bobby is, <laughs> is, is my uh, boy going to play again? <laughs> is he gonna walk again? Is he gonna play? Gonna uh, but what, about, what about the ball movement? You sound down on the offense, but I've actually been pleasantly surprised, especially tonight, with the way they just continue to work the ball around, find the open guy. Um, we saw it a number of times tonight. Uh, Hauser got got a couple of good looks. Um, I thought the bench like, did a much better job with it. Yeah, like when yeah. they came in in the first quarter, they had two possessions in a row uh, where they swung the ball around through Cornet and got. Uh, Hauser at three and then Pritchard at three. Uh, so that was like the peak of it early. And then it just kind of faded as the game went on. The third quarter was terrible offensively. Uh, and they blew that big lead there, of course, too, with the 19-5 run there. Joe again tried to carve it out without calling timeout down to that mandatory, but couldn't get there. Uh, so that's the stuff you worry about with a game like yeah. this. Again, I'll give them a pass just because of the personnel they had to play with here. But I mean, Banton starts this game, which, you know, if you said you were going to win a game with Banton starting against the playoff team this year, you'd be pretty happy with that K to play in big minutes. So, again, I give it a pass. 
but we're five, six games now into this team being a bottom 10 offense. Uh, so I'm keeping an eye on it, Jimmy. I'm not panicking, but mm-hmm. the, it's just that offensive style that's led to this team being stagnant at different points. Uh, and they have a lot of different outs this year. Of course, Porzingis, offensive rebounding, uh, bench shooting. Like there's a lot of different ways that they can escape the stagnancy of the past here. Like they've perfectly set up the roster to do it. And the fact that we're still looking at a team that can fall into the bottom 10 offensively worries me a little bit. And a lot of it's the three point shooting. Like when that's not there, it's a big, big part of what they do. Uh, And they sometimes struggle to find other ways. Of course, like finishing just stinks right now. I mean, they can't hit at the rim. And that's just, I think, a short-term thing that they're going through here. But I hate to sound so down after a win, but, you know, again, John, this is why they've struggled a little bit over the last five, six games, offensive execution. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, and the, 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 the struggles at the rim also lead to so much transition. Oh, um, the defense got killed off those. You know, and, and that, that gets you all the time. And I know I'm always, you know, Bobby's keeping an eye on a lot of things. So one thing I always keep an eye on is guys – is those tough shots at the rim and the guys getting back or not getting back in transition. I, I, I feel like every missed shot in close results in a wide open three the other way almost every single time. Josue's having a good time. Over sorry, there. sorry, guys. No, it's cool. It's people you coming into the, to the you, break room. No, you got people. You got people. Josue, uh, I heard you got a shout-out earlier. Yes. Well, we all did, which is pretty cool, man. Our uh, friend from Costa Rica. What was his name, Sharon? I'm so bad with names. Was you John? are. Dan. Wow. Dan. Asked him like three times. Sharon was like, it's Dan, bro. Like, interrupted. <laughs> Damn. Still Dan. Literally. Dan. Dan from Dan. Costa Rica. Appreciate you, man. He said what up to Sharon and I. And uh, that's exactly what I was just telling these guys about. No, I'm just kidding. But no. That, that, that's pretty cool because I thought he meant like he's from Costa Rica. But no, he literally tunes in from Costa Rica. So appreciate you, Dan. Yeah, Dan and Chemo. Dan and Chemo get the shots out tonight. Um, uh, what else you guys got uh, in terms of tonight? Uh, what's sustainable beyond, like, every time you dip into the bench um, and you see somebody do something, you wonder, like, oh, is this going to happen again? I am I don't know why Banton in the first place, um, but not only they went with him, they went back to him. And he played significant minutes. Um, you know, he started the third quarter, and then he got some fourth quarter run. Um, why? And do you see it happening more? Banton made sense in so. this game, John. I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying he did bad. It kind of kind of sounds like it sounds like you're saying it doesn't make sense, John. Kinda no, like what it. I'm saying is based on Joe's track record of how he handles this stuff, um, it's a stri- it was a curious move that I was surprised by. I welcome it because, as I said, is I like the idea of open auditions with some of these guys because you really want to see who can play you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, in case you need those guys, because it really is difficult to bring them in, um, you know, cold. Uh, so Banton being, he committed to Banton. I mean, he started him. He only played 19 minutes, but he, he let it, he let him play. Ben made sense because the, the Hawks and all the wings that the Hawks play with. So when you, when you're switching defensively, Banton really wasn't going to be in a major mismatch uh, versus if you got Sam Hauser out there, there's some potential matchups where that would have been to his detriment. So Banton made the most sense against the Atlanta Hawks uh, with two guys out. Because obviously if you've got Porzingis and you've got Drew Holiday, Banton probably doesn't play at all. Uh, so, yeah, I get it. 
I get it. And, and again, I, I thought Joe did it. Like I talked about earlier, I thought Joe did a good job of recognizing in this particular moment against this particular yeah. team, I'm down to starters. What can I do to get us to where whoever I plug in there isn't going to be put in really bad, precarious situations defensively? Um, cause you don't care about what he can do offensively because you got Tatum, you got Brown, you got, you got D white, you got enough guys who can get you buckets. Can you have someone who can defend their position and when they do switches won't be a major liability and Ben made the sense. And he's yeah. another ball handler for you. But will yeah. You that's what I was going to gonna say. But As will he play again? I think yeah. he will. Will he use him again? Yeah, I think he will. I mean, you look back to the game in Philly, he was one of the first guys off the bench. And I think it's for that reason. Uh, someone that can keep, you know, his opponent in front of him. He can, he can get back on defense, especially transition defense, which kills the Celtics when they're when they're at their worst on that end of the floor. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. And especially someone that can that can grab grab rebounds, you know, someone for you know his 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 um his size, he can he can grab boards in a in a hurry as he did tonight. Um yeah, five in nineteen minutes. He finished with five, so yeah. yeah. In 19 minutes, that's pretty damn good for a guard. So yeah, he like does a, he does a, he does a few things for you yeah, when, when, he, when his name is called. You, know, you definitely can match up against like a kind of a a, a bigger wingy team, you know, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, what did you did you guys talk about? Um, I, I did want to mention this: uh, Jalen uh, drawing the tray assignment. No, I mean tray. Trey like in, the, in the beginning, Jalen was uh, was matched up on Trey for a bit for a bit of the game, um, and I thought he you know he had a, he had that really great exchange where he got really you know got young frustrated, um, and uh, that earned got the tech team, on him. Yeah, uh, this and that. But like, you know, I don't know that it stayed that way all game long. But I did like seeing in the beginning there because like it was almost like Harden in the playoffs that time where Jalen decided to get serious and like let me play some defense here and I can show you what I can do, um, but. I don't know if you guys had mentioned it at all or, you know, what you saw out of Brown defensively tonight. He was okay. I didn't think he, I didn't think he sucked, um, but I, I didn't get the sense that he was, I mean, he, he also, in addition to Trey, he spent some time on DeJounte Murray too. He was all over the place, but I know right. he had a, it was a stretch of time there that he was on Trey. And I liked, I liked that portion of the game from Brown. Yeah. No, I thought it was okay. They defended well as a team tonight. I thought they cut off those passes to Capella well after he got one early underneath. Um, played physical, frustrated them, as you said there, John. Uh, and that's yeah. where Jalen's at his best, focusing on a matchup. He's not as good in the active switching defense, but they had to go to that in the second half against some of the three-point shooting. And it was interesting. Joe talked about how you know they hit them hard with the threes, but the Celtics took away everything else because when you're trying to take away everything from Atlanta, he said that's where things start to pile up on you. Um, so they did give up a lot of threes in the second half. Uh, some of them were off deflections and stuff, weird plays, but they were disruptive tonight. They held down the offense, uh, defensive boards as well. You know, Horford at 15 in this one. Uh, so that was a big step from Friday. I liked it overall. I don't think Brown anchored them or did anything like particularly special in this game on that end, but this is what you're looking for from them. When your shot's not there, and he said it after the game, can you win with your defense? And that's effectively what this game became, along with the offensive rebounding um, and the you know timely shots uh, to stop runs. So I, I thought Jalen was good overall in this one. Like this playmaking, after that big run, Johnny came out of timeout and threw a pair of assists to Kata, and I believe the other one was to Hauser. So good game for Jalen. Didn't shoot great. Same with Tatum. But as we've said, do other things to make up for it. And I thought they both did that tonight. 
Uh, any other closing thoughts on Atlanta before we get to a must-win in-season tournament uh, game uh, on Tuesday? What do they got to win by, Bobby? 23? Yes, but Brooklyn has to win, too, because the first tiebreaker's head-to-head. So if gotcha. Brooklyn loses and the Celtics win, they're going to have to beat all the other teams in differential. So uh, they have an uphill battle uh, to make the tournament here. They're going to need a lot of help. Okay. Um, guys, closing thoughts tonight, Jimmy? Why don't you recap what everything we talked about in the last 10 minutes and then we'll, then we'll go. Facts, my dog. <laughs> Stand up in front of the class. Go ahead. Nope. There, he muted yeah. his mic. He was so out of it. Oh, wow. Were you watching stuff on your phone, man? You had to mute your mic. Oh, 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 no. I just, geez, I don't know what's going he on. Didn't want to get, he didn't want guys... to get accused of heavy breathing, so he muted. Yeah, no, not accused. I didn't want. Yeah, I didn't want everyone to not be able to hear over hear over that's the huffing and That's when he's really not listening when he when he's got that going. That's when John has to scurry back to the computer. That's when you know. <laughs> um, no, listen. I mean, off the top, it was good to see Kata. That's what you guys want to call him. It was good to see him contribute today off the bench. He doesn't even know what I asked. Okay, him. okay. Yeah. yeah, you said closing thoughts. This is my closing thought. It was good to see great, him contribute off the bench. Recap. We've been. We've been looking to to get a couple of new faces in the mix. So Did you even with read injuries, the book, Jimmy? <laughs> you went on. I can tell you that you I went did, on I can tell you that I didn't read the book. Whatever the book is, I did not read it. More of an audio book guy. <laughs> Jimmy did not understand the assignment. Yeah. Good job, hey, Jimmy. Uh, we can't let this we can't <laughs> let this get by. Super chat. Who do you think's the team? Bobby's captain, the Bobby? guy behind him in class. Like, good job, Jimmy. Who's the Don't. captain? Don't listen to him. I asked Bobby for the homework like right before class yeah. started. He's the one that's telling you to make you feel better. It wasn't that bad. Michael wants to know who it wasn't that bad. You did all right. They don't have one. They don't have oh, one. Wow. There it is. Emays established that two years ago. They don't have one. So. I think that's how it is, right? Like no one has really grabbed that and ran with it. Uh, so it's just more collective and. You have to win like a team like this. Like no one's really going to – do you see what Smart did in Memphis tonight? You don't have that. <laughs> it was coming. Yeah, you knew it was coming. In his you knew it was coming. The way that they, they played this year, you knew at some point Marcus was going to explode. And just <laughs> let he it out. Damn, what he happened? Can't, he can't handle this. So I got to pull up he, the tweet again. He, he flipped out? Kata is the captain now. He just the attitude one. of this city sucks. Did he go like all Rick Pitino? It ain't, it ain't the city. No, I know. He's I'm just making a Rick Pitino joke. <laughs> he gave what did he say? He it, gave a speech in time out and said, this is effing embarrassing several Ooh. times. He talked about how oh, fans okay. are paying to come watch them and they're not even trying. Yeah, they're pretty much giving away seats in the first I mean, couple of weeks. Yeah, of season. It's a full-on lost season and was to start. I mean, it's yeah. lost. Yeah, but Marcus is not about this life. He's been in the playoffs I, every single year but like, besides how, his first year. How Go trade anybody, for him. How are you anybody on Memphis right now getting up for anything? You know it's over. And then, like, what happens? Then your star comes back, you know, who – you know, who's the reason that your your season's in the toilet to begin with? I mean, it's a mess here. Yeah, um, he's a contributing factor. This yeah, Bobby, are we talking about are we talking about this? The what what's the one thing nobody wants to talk about? What is it? Luke. Luke. Wow. Oh. <laughs> 
his fantasy oh, matchup. That. Was that tonight? That's, you didn't know it. You didn't know this. That's what happened. Philadelphia Dude. had to hit a fit. Look at all these guys I had playing in this game, and I needed overtime. Kincaid, Brown. Swift. That's a brutal loss. That scores. And cool. Bob, Bobby's, Bobby's locked in. He's got digs. And I needed, I needed that Jalen Hurts scramble to win by that margin tonight. Forty, that is huh? Sad. Wow. And you were watching that, Bobby. We were watching that play. The Eagles Damn. game. Oh, that hey, sucks. a couple, a couple of powerhouses here. Yeah, these are two Six of the powers in the more. league. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You don't want to see us. Cool team name, Bob. Good game, John. Thanks, Ben. Beam Man260's nifty team. How do you know those bugs? Yeah. Oh, we know. We know. Yeah. Cool team name. Boomer Rage. Beam Manning260 nifty. <laughs> no, I needed Bobby, that would have been your screen I, name. I needed Hurts to scramble that one in or, that was or, the only or way. throw it to Swift or Brown. But if he throws that to anybody else from that distance, I lose. I needed it. <laughs> Nick just goes, is that my picture? <laughs> <laughs> has, Nick, has he never seen this before? That's funny. This is breaking news uh, yeah, to Nick. him. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Nick. Yeah, that is you. <laughs> That's Nick. It's Nick's picture, but it's my team. Is that my picture? Yeah, Yeah, you're a boomer rage, dude. So that's what happened. Uh, If I I will say this, if we're giving out, uh, you know, yeah, Amit's in the league too. He's got a decent team. Josue always finds a way to win with the least amount. Uh, of points, which is a talent, I guess. Yeah, I always uh, got that four four uh, game winning streak. Sherrod Blakely is at risk of relegation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I back to the G. Back, back to, to the G. I'm ready. Back to the G. But you know what? Back me and Sherrod are in a bit. Me and Sherrod are in a good battle this week. Oh, I'm no. beating them. But back to the G, Jimmy. That's yeah. that's and for down you. The, and both of I got a draft better. You got Lamar Jackson going right now, Sherrod. You need a big one. I'm in fantasy football like purgatory. I'm always right, right around the seventh or sixth or something like that. I'm, no, I'm, Joe, you're, you're just wait. You're kicking right before me, and you damn near take the guy that I want I every damn year. I hate you. Oh yeah, maybe that's what. Wow. <laughs> maybe that's Josue, what it is. If Joe Sway's in purgatory with a mediocre team, maybe you don't want the guys he's drafting. Uh, He's not. Hey, you gotta roll. You gotta roll the dice. You know. Come on. Yeah. Amit's Amit's ahead of all of us right now. He's he's in third. Yeah. Okay. Evan Marinovsky's in first. Anyway. Defending champion Evan Marinovsky from the Bruins. Yeah. Um. You know. You know from uh, from our from our Bruins beat. Yeah. Amit's Amit is chirping right now. This is gonna take me out of top five this week. Oof. Chirping. I need to beat Sherrod to keep my playoff hopes alive. And I could actually knock Bobby off if I win a couple more weeks here. I hope I hope I beat you, Jimmy, just so that you don't have a shot at the playoffs. He's, Thanks. He's gonna play that, that's all you I have need, to hope I for, need, Sherrod, because you are in dead last, my friend. I need Lamar Jackson to put the man Ooh, up. You guys, yes, you, you guys coming down to the wire here. Sherrod and uh Sherrod and Jimmy. Well, kind of. Yeah. It's close. It's close. I've got I need Eckler to do something. Um, Tatum is complaining about the point differential thing in the tournament. The point differential thing, I'm not the biggest fan of it because, you know, there are certain instances, I guess, last Friday where the game was already over and the guy's still trying to score. You know, it's all about respecting the game. 
Um, so he didn't like the magic trying to score late when the, the game was in hand. I don't disagree. There's really not much place in point differential in these games because there is a code. When you're, you don't take the shot, you let the shot clock run out, you take the turnover, you hand the ball back, and that's how the game is played when it's out, when it's out of hand. And guys are running around trying to get these cheap buckets for the point differential. I, I think he's 100% right. It's pretty friggin' Bush League. Well, they don't, no, do, that in, they the don't do that. In, they don't do that in soccer. That's the thing. Like, that's what this format comes It creates from. a different style no, no, for the game. It is, yeah, it, it is a soccer thing. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever. But it is what it is. All right, we're going to wrap it up, guys, right? Are we done? Did you guys do any ad reads, so. Jimmy? I feel like that's why the NBA. <laughs> I did FanDuel. I did not do SeatGeek. Oh. So if you want to do SeatGeek, like we've we given SeatGeek a lot of love right now. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll 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 spare you guys that. I did FanDuel and I trashed the Pats at the same time. So it was a good it was a good read. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you think if you think you did well. Oh, I know okay. I did well. Uh, well we're gonna. <laughs> You're gonna get an email from FanDuel tomorrow. This is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. We're all getting our boxes this week because, unlike Bobby, we didn't order them the day before Thanksgiving. I know um, that was a crazy move. But HelloFresh has a really special offer right now, and Bobby can attest to it. They gave him like 40 free muffins. You get free breakfast for life yeah. when you go to HelloFresh.com/slash/CLNS-free. Use the code CLNS-free. This is a pretty good time to customize your diet between Thanksgiving and New Year's, and, and Thanksgiving and christmas uh not have to do a lot of uh grocery shopping let hello fresh deliver it for you uh restaurant quality meals delivered to your doorstep pre-portioned ingredients customize your meals however you want simple menu card 20 minutes later you're eating a, a restaurant quality meal at half the price hellofresh.com slash clns free use the code clns free and get free breakfast for life that means every time you yeah. order HelloFresh, you get breakfast included with your order. Uh, and it's quite a bit of breakfast. It's not like one thing. So uh, a pretty good deal there. A lifetime. Yeah, lifetime. For life. For life. This is a good time to do it because anytime you go back to the well, life. you'll always get breakfast. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so we'll Some people it. think that's the most important meal of the day. Yeah. Some people do. Um, so good day. Um, Celtics win. Pats lose. Um, the dream is alive. Uh, Where'd you get those tickets, John? How come we didn't get the invite? Where can we get those seats? Not mine. I, I, let's not pretend I'm connected in any sort of meaningful way. Yeah. Somebody likes you, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we will see you guys next time. Uh, thanks for hanging out uh, when is with it? us Tuesday, right? Tuesday, Chicago? Tuesday. All right. All right.